Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KDFL podcast. It's me, Brett Steele, and we are back this week. Join us, as always, Mr. Captain is back, Mr. Phil Ruxy. How are we doing, brother? Going pretty good, going pretty good. Uh, just happy to be where I am in the standings right now. I don't think it's going to last long, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Very nice, very nice. And, of course... Our, our favorite, happiest co-host back again and going over the week three that was in the KDFL, Mr. Jonathan Detroit Haynes. How are we doing, man? Yo, yo, yo. Hope you're doing pretty safe out there in Florida there, Brett. This might be your last podcast with us. So this could be all she wrote. I know. Fans are probably why hoping would, for that. But. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's go to week three. As we start out with the Cross Vegas Gamblers visiting your Melbourne Mega Powers, who came in as a pretty big underdog, but with huge games from Devontae Smith, Mark Andrews, and Russell Gage, and also your number one quarterback for the Mega Powers, Cooper Rush. The Melbourne Mega Powers take down the Cross Vegas Gamblers by five points, 236 to 231. All right, and next we had to Poca, where the 2-0 pharmacists welcome in the 0-2 Kanawha County Kings. Um, not much change here. The pharmacists get the win and stay undefeated, um, with Cousins putting in 20 points. Davis Gay, they're scoring 17.5, and, and Terry McLaurin with 16.2. Meanwhile, on the other side for the Kings, Chris Olive um, had an impressive day with 25.2. Geno Smith with 20 points. Uh, he still doesn't look Ooh. great, but... He's putting up a little bit of points. And then uh, Diggs on defense with 13.5. And the pharmacists moved to 3-0. and Next, we have Phil's Lumberjacks traveling down for their initial game in Nocatee versus the Zen Masters. Trevor Lawrence continues his impressive sophomore campaign with 28 points. Hollywood Brown leads all Zen Masters with 28 of his own. But it is that man again, Mr. Achilles Injury Proof, James Robinson. Caps off 21 points for the Lumberjacks, and they get their most impressive win of the season, 247 to 218. Next, we have the Roxalana Renegades, my number two power-ranked team in the KDFL, coming to the river here in Elkview to take on the River Rats. River Rats get a huge game from Lamar, but that's all on this team. Lamar, poor guy, is doing it all by himself. Renegades came in projected to score 254, but only scores 204. But it doesn't matter. They take down the River Rats 204 to 198. All right. And then next we head to Southfields where the Evil Empire welcomes in the upstart Hur- Hurricane Wampus Cats. Wampus Cats? Wampus Cats? I don't know. How Wampus do Cats. Um, Wampus. The Empire was clearly not happy with how things went uh, in the previous week as Jalen Hurts scores 30. Derrick Henry with 25 and Barkley with 22.6. On the other side for the Wampus Cats, Wilson with 21.5, Bolton with 20, and Grant with 20. It wasn't enough as the Evil Empire gets a fairly comfortable win here this week, 267 to 235. All right, and for our week three game of the week, we have the 0-2 Midnight Riders looking to get their first win against the 2-0 Dogtown Dobermans. Demarcus Lawrence puts in 21, leads all scores for the Midnight Riders. Aaron Rodgers gives him 17. Mikhail Walker, awesome upstart linebacker for the Falcons, pours in 15 of his own. But it's that QB duo of Allen and Burrow combining for 55 points that get it done for the Dobermans. A little bit of a stinker for the game of the week, but the Dobermans get it done and prove the 3 0 with a win, 201 to 196. And the Marmot Midnight Riders. Little KDFL hangover fall to 0 and 3. And that is it for your KDFL week three results. And gentlemen, let's start off by acknowledging probably the most uh, unorthodox intro I've done. It's quite terrible. It was all over the place. Not great. Hand up. But uh, we got through it thanks to the uh, awesome heroism of my co host here. So thank you, fellas. <laughs> No, Why was it so bad? Why I was jumped, it so bad? Oh, up here, the gears were turning. Everything was, we should have seen Steve. I'm jumping. Phil's a captain. He's a mister. Detroit's back. He's always back. He's there again. I don't know what I'm doing. A little bit of uh, uh, Elder Skelter there and definitely made it worse by pointing it out. But 
here we are week three in the books uh it was it was a uh, my favorite week of the season (laughs) thus far for for multiple multiple reasons um but let's let's go with, with you guys what uh what stood out to you in this in this week well, I have a few things. I know I'm only supposed to point out one, but no, take it away. Number one is my Lions' awful coaching, terrible coaching. Some very questionable calls down at the end of that fourth quarter. Ask you about that. They were 14 nothing and 28 to 14. Blew two 14 point leads. Just terrible. Um, besides that, uh, we got to show some props to Mr. Tua. My man is second in yards. Second in passing rating, and he's first in QBR, which I don't know what the difference between QBR and passing rating is. It's stupid. Um, but uh, as the team, that's really surprised me. I'm, I got a couple. I did pick the Eagles to be first <laughs> in my predictions. Yeah. But they're first in offense and fifth on defense. And granted, they played the Vikings in Washington. But they did play the Lions, who are number three in the offense in the league right now. So they're looking really good. The NFC is just, I don't know, it's looking kind of trash to me. But I'm surprised by them. And last, how about them Jacksonville Jags? Wow, two and one. There's six on offense, seventh in defense. Did anybody expect that besides their number one fan, Matt? I mean, it's it's been quite. There's room, guys. There's still room on the on the Jaguars train. Um, still, still hasn't left the station yet, but it's it's been extremely impressive. That was a, a statement win. I mean, my gosh, against the Chargers on the road. Um, now, one, I have a quick question to go back to you on the Lions thing. I, I watched the game again. I, I rewatched uh, two games last night. I think it was. Um, why is that move to kick the field goal so criticized? I don't understand. Well, number one, their kicker is kind of just average kicker anyway, so you already missed one earlier. To me, you're the Detroit Lions. You've been – you're known for going for it all the time. And they were like four for five, I think, in the game. Okay, yeah. So they've been having success. Number one, your Vikings have no timeouts. There's like a minute 12 left. You missed the field goal. They're getting the ball. I can't remember. Maybe 44, 45 yards. Somewhere around there. 35 to 45, I'm sure. If you go for it on fourth and four and you don't get it, you're gaining about, what, eight yards maybe, seven yards? So they're going to get it on, like, 37, 38. Number one, I probably would have went for it. Or the second choice I would have went for is try to pin them back. And uh, that way it's longer field. Like I said, no timeouts. Then, did you see the play where they got the big gain? It might have been the first play after they took over. They got down to like the 40 or so, and the Lions called a timeout. Yes, that was very confusing. I didn't watch like I didn't watch like I would normally watch on a Sunday, right? Like I wasn't glued to it and whatnot. Um, it just happened to be on. Um, all I know is 24. Thielen was. Oh, gosh. What the dude, heck? Awful. <laughs> feeling was having his, having his way, dude. <laughs> I can't say the guy's last name, but he should never see the field again. He did oh. have quite a few interceptions last year, but he was just – he's been bad this year. Is he just your gamble but, quarterback? Like, is he just risk-reward, I guess? I, yeah. Okay. He's like a Diggs light. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Diggs getting his uh, interception but props. I, I, I do love how the Lions play. But I'm starting to question some of the game management. Like you should have someone on your staff that's. And he came out right out after the game and said, "I, I shouldn't have done that. It was on me." That's what Stupid. made me ask. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, that's what made me ask because I didn't think that it was that big. Of, I didn't think I think that was a normal, pretty standard call to me. The, the, the Andy Reid uh, going for it on fourth or faking it on fourth and ten was absolutely atrocious call. Yeah, that was that was bad. Like the worst call. Yeah, but out of those three, I mean, out of those three choices. With- the field goal would be the last one I would have been for. But that's just me. Right. I mean, you still got to be happy with where the team is, though. I mean, I, and I'm sure Campbell's going to get better with the decision-making. Um, I hope so. Once he gets some more games under his belt. But the way you're they, they do that, look though, promising. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, the field goal in that situation is really like the last of the choices. I mean, it doesn't do you any yeah. good, really, I mean, especially if you miss it. I mean, yeah, like you're so, in a really see, bad spot. So I mean, it's to, to, each, to me, the punt's the, the, the least – 
um, because NFL kickers should make a 50, 55 yard field goal almost uh, a high, high percentage of the time. But, uh, I mean, if you're not, but not he's a good there, kicker, right? I mean, that's a pretty long kick. Yeah. If he's been, if he was struggling earlier in the game, like I said, I didn't get to watch it inside and out. Um, any, anything else, Detroit? No, that's it for my takeaways. Right. Phil, Phil, we got anything? No, I think Detroit actually took it all. Uh, not much <laughs> left to talk about. It's all right. Uh, I was going to go Jaguars too. I mean, are the Jaguars really that good or are the Chargers really that bad? I mean, do we really know? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both, maybe. I mean, I thought the Chargers were going to be a really good team, so I don't know. It's yeah, the same old. Certain, yeah, it's the same old Chargers, and there's a certain someone in this league that's probably just loving that. Well, no, he yeah. might not be loving it because <laughs> cats behind yeah. me, as you can see. Uh, it just like, looks uh, like – it looked like a horror film. It's just like a black mob. <laughs> I thought it was a person. <laughs> Um, no, you're gonna I, have to put that in the preview. Yeah, huge, <laughs> <laughs> huge, huge well, um, huge injuries, um, for the Chargers. I mean, I heard that, I mean, that uh, offensive lineman, uh, Slater and uh, Bosa, of course, gonna miss some time. I think he went on the IR, so that's at least four. It's gonna probably be more than that. I mean, this is just a monumental injuries. That's a part of injuries that you can have to non skill position players. So, I mean, it, it, it does feel like them and the entire AFC West is sputtering out of the gate. A um, couple of things I have, speaking of AFC, AFC West, Mac Hollins. Are you ready for this? Mac Hollins this week, this is who he outscored with his with his 29.96 points. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Darren Waller, and DJ Moore combined. He outscored all of them combined wow. this week. He absolutely uh, – did wonders filling in uh, with Renfro out. Uh, the Raiders couldn't get it done, but I saw that stat and I saw because what that is is two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and a flex. It's essentially a fantasy team um, of stars that you are all that you're taking all in the first one to three rounds, and he outscored them all by himself. So shout out to Matt Collins for for showing up. Um, I know, I believe it is the uh, is it Masters that signed? No, I don't think it's this league that he. I think that's the different league that he got him in. But uh, shout out to them. Um, also, yeah, I got it was you, first, right? First okay, yeah, it was you. It was it was, it was yeah. lumberjacks. Um, I think after waivers too. So, yeah, I, I know people are, don't anticipate it to repeat because of you know Ripper being out. But after waivers in this league, a flyer is a flyer. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I, I signed Andy Dalton this morning just because Jameis wasn't in practice and they're in London, and I have Cooper Rush. <laughs> So it's like that's it's those type of moves um, that you have to do in, in this in this deeper league. Um, yep. Other thing, look who's balling out right now um, for a certain team up north in Cleveland. Hunt's looking great. Njoku's looking great. Chubb's the running back one. Odell looks great in the Rams. And look who's suffering so far this year. McCaffrey not being what he was, and DJ Moore not being anywhere near what he was. And that bar wasn't that high to begin with. It was a lot of still potential. Uh, I think Baker, it's fair to say, Baker is the problem. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, um, so uh, he missed DJ Moore a, a, a good bit of times. Um, I mean, McCaffrey still fifth in the league in rushing. He's averaging five yards a carry. But they're doing the bell cow thing. But yeah, they're doing they're not- 25 carries, I think he had last week. Yeah, they're just – and they're not, like, throwing him the ball. Remember, he got a lot right. of catches. He's just not – I don't know. Baker's just terrible. He's trash. I didn't see this this big a fall from Grace. Like, I thought he might – I thought he might end up being – I don't know how we always – we always come back to him because he is the median. I thought he might end up being a Cousins-style player, honestly. Not the style. Style was the wrong word to say, but uh, quality um, of – he won't lose you the game. He might not win you much, but he won't lose it. Was that a was that a cheap plug for a certain listener on this on this league? I mean, <laughs> shout out seventy five percent mentions uh, to uh, Super Fan Keith. Yep, shout out. Um, my, my goal my every week thing. is to mention them. My last thing, <laughs> uh, my last my last takeaway. I mentioned it that night in the Discord. Look, there's a certain thing. Let's go. Let's get historical, okay? Alexander Hamilton, when he learns about Thomas Jefferson's uh, stepping away from Secretary of State, he says, uh, "Isn't it funny how uh, political plans grow in the shade of retirement?" 
And that is what I think we saw with Jimmy G coming back because you forget why you moved on from him when he's not playing for a while and you see you know, other people, uh, his replacement struggling and whatnot, you start to feel like, oh, this guy, we, you could do so the Super Bowl odds increase. Like maybe they are a little bit better, but that was as bad of a comeback was, game as you could possibly I can't have. Believe I, I can't believe I stayed up and watched that game. It's because it's a train wreck. It's just terrible. I mean, yeah, he was, he was not good. And, and uh, let, me, let me say that, but, and, and that's early. He didn't get the playbook all, all off season, whatever. Like it's early. That's obviously going to improve some, um, but that was as bad as it got. And it, it did lower my fears of, of train lines ever coming back just a little bit, but again, one game, little prep. Um, so, yeah. but, um, I will say this. I'm the only one that thinks that his his step back was worse than Orlovsky's. I guess I am the only one that says that. Yeah, because I don't know. I think... Or- ran and kept – that's what makes – everybody says makes it worse is they kept running like he didn't realize. Yeah. But if Jimmy G doesn't do that and he just throws it, it's a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> like people forget. Like I mean, I guess the actual act of stepping on the line was bad. But that was a pick six. That was as yeah. think about what happened in that play. You lose, you lose your best offensive starter, maybe in in oh, that's uh, Williams, right. yeah. left tackle. You lost him in that play. You I step on, that. you get a safety, and you throw a pick six in an eleven to ten mm-hmm. loss against the most cringy athlete in sports right now, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was oh. who somehow continues to be a thorn in the 49ers side, though. Yeah, exactly. Still got that win. Cringe or not, somehow. Still still got that dub. All right. Mr. Detroit Haynes. Are you ready to grab some gears right now? This is perfect. I got the black cat behind me. Perfection. Uh, You know, it just... I got everyone sees the cat. That's live right there. (laughs) I like the blurred look. It just fits perfect. But anyways... um, (laughs) I, I, before I start my rant, I got to give you credit. You didn't boast about your line of Falcons this week. I'm trying to keep it chill. Now you done, uh, Now you brought wow. it up. I like where the team's headed. <laughs> I like. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways. Real quick, we treated that like the freaking Super Bowl, and I loved it, dude. I was going nuts. I was screaming. I scream. <laughs> I my voice was sore on Monday. I screamed. Uh, I, I just kept screaming Drake over and over on that touchdown, which was I'm a sure you had a- touchdown. That was probably about ten cocktails in too. Woo! We did not. Uh, we did not limit ourselves on on the Sunday night celebration. <laughs> I fell asleep in that very chair right there with the Falcon uh, flag that I have that doesn't feel any flagpole that we have, so it's just a flag I hold. It was, it's in the background of the last video if you want to look. I fell asleep on me as a blanket. I woke up at like twelve thirty. Didn't know what the heck was happening. So absolutely amazing. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. At least someone, at least someone had fun on Sunday. Ah, um, this week on De- Detroit, what's grinds my gears? Do you know what grinds my gears? Is me. I hate myself. <laughs> 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 uh, what I'm talking about is fantasy football and the Elkview Riverettes. Anything I touch, it just turns to you know what. I'm not even going to say it. Let me take you a little run back on my last ten. Last 10 first-round picks. Some of these were multiple picks from the first round. Okay, there's a couple hits, but only two. All right, Zach Moss. No. Daryl Henderson. Darius Gooch. (laughs) Can't forget him. Rashard Penny. Lamar Jackson. I hit on him. But I, you know, I had three picks that round. So I was going to say it. Okay, so I had to hit on one. Uh, 2017, Corey Davis. I hey, don't. He was going to be a stud. Don't you dare. <laughs> Love you, uh, 2016, I hate even bring this name up because it, it's kind of a trigger word for Brett Ned Zeke. <laughs> I drafted him number I one know overall. Who you're saying. Yeah. Uh, that's a hit, though. To the, yeah, that's the second meal. Hit. 2015, Amir Abdullah, Lions. 2014, I had two Sammy Watkins, who never lived up to the hype, and Eric Ebron. Okay, so that goes to show you how bad I am. 
Usually the first round picks, you hit. You hit on those, obviously, more than the later rounds. This week, I lost by a measly five points to Eric, who I had to play twice in three weeks, which makes no sense. Um, I made a couple couple bad decisions here, you know, in your lineup. I put Daryl Henderson over Singletary, got outscored 24 to 2. By the way, I even Googled before all day Sunday asking, hey, you know, who should I start? Every site was like 90% start Daryl Henderson. Okay. Why you got your mouth open? I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna steal your thunder here because I have I know okay. something here. Okay. Next. I started Hutchinson over Aaron Donald. Terrible. I was buying the hype after the three-sack week. Zero points. Donald, 12 points. Then I decided to cut my kicker like a couple of days before. I cut Matt Prater, who I've had for a few years, because he hadn't been really doing anything with Arizona, which, why, by the way, why do we have kickers in this league? Can we get rid of them? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on your I'm, – I'm with you now, Brett. Anyways. I pick up the Lions kicker, Seaver, six points. Prater this week, 14 points. Okay. And finally, the one of them all. If I wouldn't have traded, uh, Gooder or Dallas Gooder to Reed, instead, I got Irv Smith back. Irv Smith, five points. Got her 11. That's six points. Anything I touch. If you would have, why do I do this every year? If you would have just started the two players that I've traded you in the last two years, which was Rashawn Evans, who had 20 and a half, but he he hasn't done anything yet, right? This is just a one off game. Was that his first game? I can't remember. It might have been. I know it's his first year in Atlanta. Um, Yeah. And then Devin Singletary, who I thought was awful that you gave a first for him, but it turns out not to be too terrible. He's just in the crowded situation, but when he's in, he looks good. Oh, he um, is, Evans has played all year, but it has been like nine and seven points. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's explained to me. Why do I do this? <laughs> why am I doing this every year? <laughs> it's awful. <sighs> so, Eric, you owe me one, buddy. No, not really, Oh, man. I'm just, I love it. I, I, I hate this. And the black cat's still in the background. It just the black makes this perfect. It's just perfect. Uh, I hope you, you guys are going to make me have a stroke. The I'm black cat, uh, the black cat senses a near dead rat right in front of a near dead <laughs> river rat right by him. Detroit poured some catnip behind <laughs> you. That's that. what's going on here. It's going to kill you. You poured some oh. catnip behind you. That's why he's back there. No, that cat's obsessed with me. My wife and kid had to have that cat. I didn't want it. And and then I get it, and it's obsessed with me. I know. I just looked at him, like, slowly. Vader. It's going to legit kill you. Vader. Is his name Vader? (laughs) Yeah, I named it Vader. (laughs) Wow. But anyway. Amazing. See that monster cereal out there? Yes. Oh, I love those. Amazing. Blue beer. Anyways, but yeah, that's my <laughs> rant for the week. <laughs> um, I love it. Now, now um, off to an 0-3 start. No big deal. You just have the commission coming to town this week, but we'll get that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no big deal. We'll get, oh, we'll get that square oh, away. I don't have my first round pick for next year either. Mr. Matthew Smith has it. So. At least he, at least Damian Pierce did something this week. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. I'm glad that Pierce is doing good. And I think he is going to be a good running back. When I made that trade, I had two first round picks. I had to decide between which one to give Matt, Nick, Nick's pick or Mike's pick. And I oh. decided to give him Mike's because <laughs> I thought, you know, his now, team was going to be a monster. He's not. I mean, we're. We're still extremely early here, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Mike, you can blame. Okay. Mike, you can blame it on me, buddy. It's all because of me. All right. Now, speaking of curses, this is a good little segue, right? Speaking of curses and uh, black cats, and why do we do this to ourselves? A little something that me and me and Detroit share that that Phil doesn't 
quite as much or not at all really with his with his fan fandom is our cursed franchises we have a lions fan here we have a, a falcons fan here and of, and of course phil as a a packers fan so i'm of the firm belief and i think this is the way you have to be if you're in in a in, imprisoned uh franchise that you do not choose your fan your, your uh, favorite team your favorite team either by being there like Detroit is or just by something stupid or the way life goes chooses you um uh, I don't I don't believe we had a choice in the matter I think it's like manifest destiny for us to be the, the fans of the teams that we are so you know in multiple times of complaining um you know I'll say like why couldn't I have been a fan of this why couldn't I have been a fan of that so what we did this week was we made our each made a top five list of the top five teams that if we were given, you know, carte blanche, you can wipe the slate clean. You have no biases. You have no, you have no strong feelings towards any team and you know what you know now, you know, what teams would, what teams would you be a part of? Multiple factors can, can uh, factor in team history, colors, fan base, location, whatever. So, um, we're just going to each give our top five lists. Not going to spend, you know, a lot of times. We're not doing like a draft style. We're just top five lists, blurt them out, give a quick reason to each one, and then and we're going to flip it, and we're going to do the bottom three that we would absolutely never choose. So, um, Detroit, I'll have you go first. Go five through one. Okay, we're going to do five through one, and mine. I have reasons for a little bit of everything that's yeah. all over the board. Uh, my number five team is the Baltimore Ravens, and the reason why it is. I'm a huge fan of Lamar. It's one of the only successful draft picks I've had. Um, and I love a team that just stuck it to the state of Ohio and said, I'm out of here. I'm getting out and just moves. I hate everything Ohio. So <laughs> just for that, except, you know, I, never mind, we won't talk about that. But uh, just for that reason, and I kind of like their color scheme too. So I'm going to go with my or the Ravens number five. Uh, number four is the Denver Broncos, and that has a lot to do with – I was John Elway. I was like John Elway's number one fan. Loved him. I thought he was great. He did so much when he had, like, really no weapons until Terrell Davis got there. Then they finally won a championship. So I like them, and I love the old school orange. I wish they bring those back with the blue helmets. The D. Those were great. Uh Number three is the Tennessee Titans. Interesting. And the reason why I picked them is Nashville is an awesome city. And I mean, if I'm going to go somewhere to watch football and hang out, I want to go to a city like that. So I think that would be a lot of fun. Plus, they don't have like a huge history where they've won a lot. I know they've had – they've went to a Super Bowl and all that. But uh, number two <laughs> – is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no. Now, the reason why is for this, I've already told you guys I'm kind of a secret Dallas Cowboys fan anyways. And uh, this is going to relate to all my three teams that I don't like. But uh, my dad was a huge Cowboys fan, so I was a Cowboys fan growing up, like when I was little. So that's them. And plus they had some success in the 90s, and every, all their fans will let you know about it. Yeah. But And my number one is – the reason why I picked this team is because I want the Detroit Lions. I strive for them to be them. They've never won a Super Bowl, but they are so close. And that's the Buffalo Bills. And I love their fan base. They're crazy. They're intense. And I hope the Lions get to that point at some point. So I, uh, I picked them. Plus, they have I like it. Buffalo Wings. That's where it started. <laughs> I can't. I can't hate it. I like that list. I like that list. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have a five A and a five B. Um, I guy. couldn't decide between a couple teams. Um, I went with Carolina Panthers and Tennessee Titans. No. I've, I've always, yeah, I know you're gonna say something. Well, just wait. But anyways, I've always liked the Titans jerseys for some reason. I just like their color scheme. I agree. Uh, I just love seeing the Music City Miracle. That was a crazy play. Um, and the Panthers is kind of like a location thing, kind of with the Titans too, a little bit of location. Oh, um, my dad yeah, was, I didn't. My dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Uh, my dad lives in Charlotte. I, we live in Raleigh now. Um, so I feel like that would be kind of a logical choice. 
number four is I don't even I don't even really want to say this, but the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, Whoa. I, I feel like it would be. I don't know. A lot of people are consistent <laughs> with the city that they pick teams with from. You know, uh, and I'm a Braves oh. fan. So, but I like their jerseys too. That's the one reason I like them. Jekyll and Hyde in me right there. <laughs> no, no, I'm not Jekyll and Hyde you. Um, and then I know a lot of people hated Michael Vick, but I like to watch him play. I mean, he was really exciting. So that kind of, I like the Falcons a little bit at that time just to watch him. Um, and then uh, Morton Anderson. I don't know why. He's always popping yes. in my head. Um, he's just a big time kicker. I mean, he's one of the, the best man. kickers of all time. Uh, so that's just another reason. Uh, number three, the Miami Dolphins, and that's not because they're good right now. I think that goes back to Ace Ventura, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, I just like that movie so much, and then the Dolphins, of course, are the main theme of that movie. Um, so they're my number three, and I like their the colors too as as well. Um, and then that one season they had, I wasn't alive, obviously, but they didn't win a game. That's kind of a cool story too. And then number two, I'm going with the Chargers. Uh, again, I think the reason num- number one reason is the jerseys. Um, the powder jerseys are pretty sweet, and then the regular jerseys I like too. And then I had an LT jersey back in the day. I didn't really buy a lot of jerseys for some reason, but LT was one of them that I had. Um, so that's the reasons for that. And then number one, I don't know why. I, like I can't figure out why, but the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice. Um, Love it. I like more. I like Mark Brunel. I mean, that was a reason, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm just drawn to the Jaguars. I don't know why. I like um, I like that. Now, let me tell you this. Now, my five, I have, if basically, if I if I left the choosing up to myself, I guarantee the team, if I like, oh, you can't like the Falcons, I guarantee it would be a team like Tennessee because I don't want to do that, but I guarantee it would be another team that I really like the callers, but no one else cares about. And with a kind of a sad history or whatever, I know that's what would happen if it was left up to me. It, uh, I just know that. So they're not on my list, but I, I know that because my dumb brain, that's where I would end up. Okay. Now, number five. Well, just dumb? No. Yeah, no, pretty much. No. I'm talking about like as my one. I mean, one. Um, I mean, they're in our top five, though. So. Well, the reason why I, I said the whole thing about this, I didn't think about you being close to Charlotte. That's why I, I was like, oh, duh. Okay. Um, Number five for me, I have the Buffalo Bills just for the party scene. The collars are awesome. The fan yes. base is amazing. Uh, I couldn't have them higher because I can't have the team that lost four straight Super Bowls as as my one. Um, number <laughs> this is the one that nobody else is, I knew nobody else would have. Number four, I have the Chicago Bears, and I oh, <laughs> I love the city of Chicago. I love the grit and the the built on defense and toughness. And uh, I love the colors of the team. Blue and orange is going to be a theme here. Um, but the number one thing I love is that the built-in excuse of we can, we're always just a quarterback away. <laughs> you can just keep uh, on always uh, saying, yeah. we would be great if only, if only, if only. We took Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. If only we had, we had a quarterback. Um, number three, I have the Denver Broncos because I think about my own life and how my life would be different. I love the blue and orange, of course. Love Elway. Um, we would have my team would have beat the Falcons in '98. Would have not been awesome. I would have been the favorite team of Peyton winning Super Bowl Fifty and and riding off into the sunset. Would it would have been epic to be a part of that. Um, number number two. This is really high. I don't. Me and Phil did not do this on purpose. I have number two is the Green Bay Packers. Oh, um, even God, you though took the called, Bears and the Packers, I've called wow. the Packers the most overrated franchise in sports. So I don't know how they ended up as number two. But I like the culture around football. I like the the fan ownership, the history of Lambeau. Um, Brett Favre, not a popular name right now, but I used to tell people I, I, I used to always say it was named after him and stuff. And the le- and the oh. legend the legend of that. I mean, think how different my life would be. Oh, we got this quarterback from Atlanta instead of Atlanta being the team that gave the quarterback away. That's already thirty seconds too long of Brett Favre talking this podcast. And number one. I don't know how this didn't happen organically. A stupid, dumb five-year-old Brett. There is a team that literally bears your last name with a team with a team rich oh in history of winning. 
and close to you. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, I'm Brett Steele. I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love, I like the red, or the red. I like the yellow and black. I've always talked about the city being one collar, a rich history of winning. I don't know how this got screwed up, but yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers would be my one of one if I could wipe the slate clean. We'll, we'll get into that in the next section here. Yes. All right, guys. Yes, All right, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, bottom, bottom three. Take it away. All right. My bottom three goes back to my uh, why I like the Dallas Cowboys. They were my top five. Uh, as a kid, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Uh, I can remember some late 70s Super Bowls, early 80s. Um, so my number three team is the Washington Redskin, I mean, football team, I mean, commanders, whatever you want to call them. Oh, I never liked them. I hated the stupid hail to the Redskins when they play that. Their stadium's god awful. Uh, it, it just urine falls out of, from the sky <laughs> in that stadium. Ownership is awful. They got a terrible owner. It doesn't sound like a very good human being, allegedly. I got to put that in. There. Allegedly. Um, Wasn't that where that railing fell too? Almost yes, killed Jalen yeah. Hurts. Yes, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> he was escorted um, out by the railing this week, by the way. Yeah, they, I they did see that. The, the team. <laughs> did that. Wow. Uh, number two, another team that I hated as, as my childhood and is uh, the favorite team of one of our, well, actually, the commissioner of this league. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. I hate their colors. I hate the city. I couldn't stand Joe Montana. I couldn't stand Steve Young. The catch. Oh, the catch. I, I, let me explain to you guys. I had Dallas Cowboys everything. I had my room was all Dallas Cowboys stuff. When that catch happened, I remember I had this Dallas Cowboys trash can. I took all my stuff, I threw it in there, and I set it outside my door. I was like, I'm never rooting for this team again. And I never did, actually. That's when I started going with the Lions. But um, that's uh, one reason why – or that's the reason why I don't like the Niners. And the number one team, the most annoying fan base to me, and their stupid little towel that they wave at the games. (laughs) And they can't. They're done with their stupid helmets and only put the decal on one side because the owner was too cheap. He was too cheap to put them on both of them back in the day. I do love their colors, and I do love that the city does all their teams in the same color. That's pretty cool. But I can't stand the Steelers fan base. I hate it. I can't even tell you one player that's ever came out of Pittsburgh that I've liked. So that's my bottom three. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. No, I didn't like oh, his hair. Yeah. Oh, oh jealous. that's jealousy right there. <laughs> that is, that's jealousy. Phil, can you can you put the his hair yeah. on my head somehow? Can we do that, please? Ooh, I mean, that might be tough to do. I might just have to get a half of the hair inside of it. So I put together my three earlier, and I didn't really notice until after I was done that there's kind of a theme. I was, I'm sure you guys will pick up on it um, once I go through them. But uh, my number three is the New England Patriots. Um, I know they're called the Patriots. I mean, of course, everybody knows that. But, I mean, they just freaking win too much. I mean, just get over it. Get over it already. Just go away. I mean, Tom Brady, he's not there anymore, I know. But just go away. I don't think they're going to win anytime soon. They're not, which is good (laughs) because, I mean, they've won enough. I mean, it's ridiculous. Tired of seeing them. Uh, Number two, the Dallas Cowboys. You're not America's team. First of all, number three on the list is the Patriots, they should be America's team. If anybody's the America's team, you're the freaking Dallas Cowboys. They haven't won in like 30 years. <laughs> I mean, they're another one of those teams where, like, oh, we just need a quarterback. Now they have Dak for several years and he gets hurt every year. They've had Z. What does he do? I know I'm probably pissing a couple of people off, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and number one is the Pittsburgh Steelers. First of all, <laughs> how, Brett, how are you going to, how are you going to have, how are you going to be, okay. Detroit's probably going to agree on this. How are you going to be from West Virginia and pick a team from Pittsburgh? Oh, dude, that drives me nuts. It's ridiculous. Like, like diehard West that? Virginia fans. Yeah, they, they they they'll like see eat 
shit yeah. pit. And like then go Sundays, to a Mountaineer they're game. cheering on Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they'll go to a Mountaineer game on Saturday and drive up to Pittsburgh on Sunday and watch the Steelers. In the same stadium the pit plays in. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So Yeah, it's not a bad point. I don't understand that one. That's all I got. It's not a bad point. The main thing was the history of winning and the last name. Like that should have been an easy slam dunk. Yeah, no, that's good. Name. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I, I get uh, the Pittsburgh thing is a very, very fair argument to me. All right, mine. Poor super listener Keith. Number three, I have the Minnesota Vikings. I hate, I hate color purple teams. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I, I've never liked it. My, it's probably my least favorite color on uniforms. Minus, same, same here. Minus gold though. I don't like like you're talking about oh, the Niners. Yeah. I don't like yeah. like yellow and call it gold is one thing, but actual gold, gold like Notre Dame gold. I've never Pittsburgh huh, the over the older <laughs> the older now newer now older Pittsburgh jerseys. Um, that gold I, I can't stand it. Um, don't you like the Viking clap? That's okay. The horn is cool because if it annoys you when you're there as a visiting team, I think yeah. it's cool. But that's cool. But I mean, Fran Tarkenton's like your, your most well-known retired jersey. You didn't even retire Moss's jersey. What the heck are you doing? Yeah, uh, lose, going zero four in Super Bowls. I mean, don't love that. Um, number two is a weird one for me because I actually, I mean, I, I do don't hate this team, but I would not want to be a fan of them. And that is the Los Angeles Chargers because this is my main pet peeve. The jerseys are phenomenal. Um, no amazing history there, but. I could not stand never having a home game and never yes. having how they are right I now. Agree. That's like a that's that's the deal breaker yeah. of deal breakers for me. The fact that every time I go, if I was there and went to home games, like when Raiders come to town or any team of note, the Steelers, the Niners, whatever, they get blown out of the water fan base wise. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. deal breaker for me if I can't have any type of home field advantage. Um, number one, I can't believe it's making any of this. I got. I don't understand what anybody sees in the Cleveland Browns at all. No logo. The ugliest yeah, uniform to, in sports. If I had a top five. too easy for some reason. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if I had five choices, they would have been on there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're getting dominated in your own division all, all the time. You're, you're hit, your best part of your history it was black and white television, basically. Uh, Mistake by the Lake is an awesome, yes. awesome slam. Um, I just I, I know Brownie the Elf is in the middle, and I and I applaud that over no logo at all over the stupid helmet. I would have went with a dog, but um, but yeah, named after someone. You're named after someone. <laughs> who, it, it, who? I mean, yeah, no, no. Brown's by far my number one. All yeah, right, boys. I, like I got to go real quick on uh, your number three though with the purple colors. Um, I I think I'm a bit biased. I do like the purple because I went to Riverside. Shout out Riverside. Okay. Oh, Virginia. Riverside Warriors. Yeah. Hey. I say Riverside, you say Warriors. Herbert Hoover. Huskies. Okay. We're going to talk about that. God bless Who was your number two? I don't even remember. The Chargers, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it went Those Vikings. Yeah. I That's had the Commanders, like, but. There's so many, like, teams in that area. It's just, like, I see what you're saying. Like, it's hard. I mean, they don't have a good fan base anyways, but, like, the other teams are just so close, they can just, like, take over the stadium. Every Certain day. cities are like that. Doesn't Miami? They don't really have a good fan base, do they? Yeah. It's okay. It's the beach it's, cities, really. I think it's I mean, fair it's, weather. Yeah. It's it's fair weather. Yeah. Um, okay. There it is, boys. I know we, we, uh, we'll we get some flack for some of those. That was a good segment, though. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. So, all right, so let's see. Let me get where I'm at for this week. We are. Are we ready for KDFL Week uh, Four predictions? I believe we are. I guess. All right, I got pulled <laughs> up here. This is where Phil realizes that he won or lost last week. <laughs> it's famously <laughs> said. Um, okay, let's. Yes, I could not make that up. Where is my charger? This is amazing. <laughs> What's happening? His My computer, computer died. died. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can I see him, though. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> continue. Continue. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right. First up, uh, Detroit first, Phil second. I'll wrap it up. Um, first up, we have the Canal County Kings looking to get their first win whew, against the also looking to get their first win. 0-3, surprisingly, Marmot Midnight Riders. Take it away, Detroit. Yeah, um, 
Midnight Riders come in. I mean, they have to be just devastated starting out 0-3. Uh, but luckily, they have the Kings coming to town where they are a 53-point projected uh, favorite. You could kind of look at the comparisons on these. I was shocked. Geno Smith is projected as having the advantage over Aaron Rodgers, who's taking on New England at home. That's a little surprising. That but anyways, surprising. that doesn't matter. doesn't matter. All the rest, I see Marmette just finally getting on the board. They're going to have a huge week. I see them winning pretty easily. Yeah, my thorough um, research and my sources <laughs> say that the Midnight Riders get an easy win here. So that's all I got. <laughs> um look at looking at this i have this is kind of sad for the kings because i like gino's matchup with the lions um i also like hunt's matchup against atlanta um but i mean jefferson and adams both have tough tough matchups with uh jefferson will get Lattimore, but hands will get uh sertan 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 um <laughs> The Kings are down to one QB more than likely, and that one QB is Geno. So I have on here um, Midnight Riders win, um, but it's bad luck for the Kings. I think if he's playing even even possibly uh, the, the Mega Powers or the Zen Masters or somebody down or luck right now, I think he could get Congrats. his first win. Yeah, I, I think he could get his first win this week. It just so happens that he's running against uh, uh, a pretty hungry dog in the Marmette Midnight Riders looking to get in the win column. So. We're all three good midnight riders on that one. Um, next up, speaking of those River Rats, we have the South Hills Evil Empire. Going to Elkview, take on the River Rats. Yeah, going to talk about my team here a little bit more that I forgot to do in Detroit's uh, what grinds his gears, or my gears, whatever. Uh, as you look at my lineup, my wide receiver uh, depth is very thin. I made two trades last year when I did my little sell-off to get some draft picks and everything. Uh, got Van Jefferson, Rondell Moore. Neither one of them have even played this year. That goes to show you how bad, once again, that I am. Anyways, uh, I do like Lamar and Buffalo. I know Buffalo has got a really good defense. And all, but Lamar's still going to put up points. I think that's going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, McCaffrey, who knows going to Arizona. I just don't like anything on my team, especially have starting Davis Mills. He's been awful. Uh, those evil empires just stacked. I've talked about this before. They're projected to score 276. I think they'll probably have a 300-point week this week. I said it. Then again, Mahomes does have a tough matchup with Tampa, but I still think he does. So I like the evil empire. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Detroit said everything I, I was going to say with uh, my thorough research. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to go with South Hills Evil Empire uh, this week as well. I think it's going to he's going to score some pretty good points here. So, and you're you're struggling right now. Um, yeah. I, it'd be nice to see you get the first win, but I don't think it's going to come this week. Um, okay, so I'm looking at this. I have Lamar dominance will continue this week. That's going to be the shootout of shootouts. You'll see that theme through my predictions as we go on. I do like seeing Derrick Henry kind of come into form a little bit more. So we'll see if he can keep that going against Indy. Um and a lot really thin at the skill positions for the River Rats right now. I don't yeah, I got some injuries here, some some cues. I know McCaffrey didn't practice today. Um, so this projections continue to be insane with 276. So yeah, Evil Empire gets the win. Next, um uh, we have where are they? The Wampus, Wampus, Wampus. The two and one hurricane Wampus cast traveling to Roxalana to take on the undefeated Renegades. Detroit, take it away. Yes, this is uh when I first looked at this, I was surprised the uh it's only a one point spread right now with the Renegades as the slight favorite. Uh looking at these matchups though, the Wampus Cats. Uh, St. Brown's really banged up. I do expect him to play, but I don't think he's going to put up monster numbers. We know Herbert's still hurt, so I think that's going to hurt him. Uh, I like Tua going against Cincinnati. Uh, and I think I think Atlanta's kind of figured out what they need to do with Kyle Pitts, so I like that matchup. So I'm going to stick with my Renegades. My Renegades. When I say that, I mean mm-hmm. the number two power team. 
Well, they're pretty much on my team because they own me. They beat me twice this year. So I'm taking them. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually a pretty exciting matchup to watch. Um, you got two kind of upstart teams. Uh, the Wampus Cats have been, as I've said, like three years away for about five years now. Um, I think he's he's maybe there this year or a year away. I'll give him that. Uh, then the Renegades are looking really good. I mean, he's put together a good team for the last couple of years after kind of rebuilding there for a while. Um, and you were mentioning St. Brown. I know you guys probably don't remember but I think it was the last episode or second to last episode last season when I said he's going to finish this year as a top three fantasy wide receiver. Um, I just had to get that out there. He was looking really good first two weeks and he got a hard course, um, but I think he's going to be okay. Um, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has surprised me. I didn't really think he was, I mean, he's kind of underachieved. I feel like hasn't um, met the expectations. But on the other side, Tua is looking really good. Uh, Cordero's still going strong. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, you're going to get big points every week from him. Um, that could be a, a ground game versus the Titans. I mean, it could just be a running game all day. Um, like you said about Kyle Pitts, he may be finally turning it around. Um, I think he's going to be the number one tight end. I said it. I think I said that before. I'll say it again still. Um I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go Wampus Cats, though, I think, actually. I think they're going to get a win slightly over the Renegades. Feels on a Wampus Cat streak. Um, looking at this, I have an interesting test for Kyler going at Carolina. It's just like a matchup I feel like we haven't seen before. I don't know why. I just can't remember Kyler on the road in Carolina playing them yet. I mean, it probably just hasn't come up in the schedule. Just a weird to me to see. I don't know why it stood out. Um, Herbert is, Khalil Herbert is going to get his chance to shine, I think, and that's going to hurt Montgomery on the Renegade side. There's just a lot of little knick-knack injuries for the Renegades. I don't love a lot of the Wampus Cats matchups, but I do have them getting the win here. So, I went Wampus Cats as well. Uh yeah, so that, that we finally differ on one at least. Um, next up, we have the Melbourne Mega Powers hosting the Nakati Zen Masters. This is the Hurricane game down in Florida with Ian <laughs> sticking it out. Take it away, Detroit. Yeah, this is another close game. It's only like a one and a half points uh, spread, and you're the favorite as of right now. Uh, I'm hoping that you pull this one out so. Matt comes next week to Elkview and we're both 0 and 4 because that's probably because we all know I'm going to be losing. Uh, with that said, for some reason, <clears throat> nothing ever goes the way I want it. So I'm going to have to say this is a Masters is getting this game. Hmm. Yeah. I, what I'm seeing in this game is what is going to happen first? Are the Zen Masters going to lose their Zen because of this hurricane or are the Mega Powers going to lose power? Uh, <laughs> I think that's an interesting. Interesting uh, thing we're going to see uh, coming up in the next couple of days, maybe. Uh, actually, I think you're right in the middle of it right now, though, aren't you, Brett? I, I'm in the, not in the middle, but I mean. I right. am in the middle of it as I will be, yeah, this evening. Right, okay. So if you lose power, it's probably going to happen tonight. Yeah. So, But Matt's a little far, farther up the coast, I guess. He's in Jacksonville. He's about two hours up. Okay. So I could, he could, yeah, you could lose power before he. Loses his shit, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know who to pick on this one, honestly. But I think hmm, I really like Drake London. I think he's looking pretty good. And Cooper Rush, I think he can keep it up. Somebody right. got mega powers here. All right. Something about the Zen Masters brings out the Phil Zingers. <laughs> I, don't know what it I, is. It. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I love it, dude. I love it. Uh, what do I have on here? Cooper Rush season continues. I don't think that – I know Zach teased about coming back this week. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't like the running back matchups for Nakati. I don't like uh, Brees Hall against Pittsburgh, and I don't like ETN against uh, against the Eagles in that rush. Um, and the number one tipping point for me, not to be a homer, Mark Andrews is going to be in that Buffalo shootout. So a lot banking on him this week. Um, I'm going Mega Powers to go to 2-2. Two and two. 500, four Ooh. games in. I'll take it, boys. All right. Next up, we have 
Bills Lumberjacks traveling to Cross Vegas to take on the Gamblers. Yeah, um, or, right Nick is a 17-point favorite in this game, but I'm, there's a couple matches in here I'm not really liking for him. Tom Brady against the Chiefs. I mean, who's Tom throwing the ball to? I mean, I guess Mike Evans comes back. I don't know the status of Julio or Godwin. Uh, I really think he misses Gronk. Uh, Dalvin Cook was banged up against the Lions this week. Uh, he's got a couple other guys here questionable, like James Conner, Michael Thomas. Uh, Phil, Trevor Lawrence has been looking good. You know what I hate, though, about your running backs, which is a lot of things in these in the NFL now, is the split carries. Yeah. Kills me, man. I hated how the Cleveland uses Nick Chubb. I really think he should get more carries, but whatever. I guess it's working for them. And Aaron Jones splitting carries. But that James Robinson, man, that's heck of a pickup there. I'm actually going to take the upset this week. I'm going to say Wake Forest gets it. Nice. Thank you, Detroit. <laughs> oh, I used to hate that. I used to hate that when you guys did that. Nice, yeah, I mean, nice callback. <laughs> is uh, is Trevor Lawrence finally turning a corner? I mean, he's looked good so far. Who knows? Uh, Eagles is going to be a tough matchup, though. I think. I mean, because they're they're looking good overall, offense and defense. Um, somehow, I don't know how, but they are. Yeah, and Aaron Jones. I mean, Dylan's good, but Jones is clearly the better back, so he should get the ball in the carries. It's kind of ridiculous if they come even close to touching the ball equally. Same thing with Chubb. I mean, Kareem Hunt is good, but Nick Chubb is definitely a top three running back in the league, I feel like. I mean, he should be getting 25 to 30 times a game. James Robinson, that's the one um, not as sure about. I mean, but I still think he's a really good running back. Um, when he touches the ball, I mean, good things happen. The only thing I'm really worried about, honestly, is Matt Ryan. I mean, I feel like he could have a good game, but I feel like he could be just awful. I mean, that's what he's shown recently. Um, on the other side, you mentioned the injuries. I, he does have quite a bit of guys questionable. Um, so I think that could be an issue. Who knows? I don't know. I got to go with myself, though. I know I'm a big underdog, but I'm going to go Lumberjacks. Fellas, 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 let's break it down here. Trevor Lawrence train will continue. Here we go. Here we go. Trevor Lawrence train will continue. I do think this is Peyton before he was Peyton. I don't know if the ceiling's quite that high, but we cannot forget. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm t- I mean, that was the expectation. You can't forget um, coming in. That was 100% the best prospect since luck. Um, Brady's do- Brady does get Evans back, so that's a little under underappreciated right now. Um, and, yes, I know Devin Cook is hurt. Right, he's going to get to wear that uh, device thing that apparently makes him unstoppable, as well as the gamblers have the Madison handcuff, which is very valuable in Dynasty, especially that handcuff, because Madison can step in and it's almost like you don't miss a beat. Um, for that reason, uh, Phil's got a few split matchups. Right, he's got um, he's got uh, Aaron Jones and then Romeo Dobbs. So if these games go the wrong way, Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson, I don't know. Um, I'm going gamblers just because of the diversity and, uh, oh yeah, they're 17 point favorite and I'm doing terrible so far in this contest. So I need to take some favorites when you guys take underdogs. All right. Now <laughs> our game of the week, we've committed heresy here in our game of the week selection. We have given it to the Dobermans in back-to-back weeks, but this is a matchup of three and O versus three and O. So we had to give them the spotlight. We have the Dobermans traveling to Poker to take on the pharmacists. What do we have, Detroit? Yeah, I'm looking at this, I'm just shocked the Poker has been the, are still undefeated, uh, especially with Russell Wilson. And I guess Kirk Cousins does put up some decent numbers. <laughs> I had to get that mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins dig again. But uh, looking at his roster, I'm still a little shocked. Um Looking at Reeves, we all know about Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, Najee Harris, and all those guys. Um, man, this is only a six-point spread to favor the Dobermans. I talked about Josh Allen playing against Baltimore. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I would have to stick with the Dobermans. 
I'm secretly. So you could say he's a third person that's a three-time champion in this league. So for that reason, let's go re let's go Dobermans. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go Dobermans here. Um, I like his running backs, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, and Mal Sanders more than Stevenson. I know he has Elliott and Kamara, but Elliott or Zeke, as we call him. Ah. Elliot. He's just not – I don't know. He's. I don't think he's – I don't know. He's just not good anymore. I don't feel like – I don't know. Uh, and then Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Um, of course, Allen puts up big numbers. Burrow started off a little, little shaky first week or two. Um, but I think he's turned it around. And then on the other side, Russell Wilson. I mean, it's Russell Wilson, but he doesn't – he hasn't put up big numbers yet so far this season. I don't think that's going to happen this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins, don't even want to talk about him. You know, whatever. I do love him. Hopefully we can keep those listeners after this, but he's just a terrible quarterback. Uh, anyways, I'm going to go Doberman over the pharmacist here. I think Doberman stay undefeated and pharmacists get their first loss. All right, to wrap it up here, uh, Josh Allen in the shootout. I don't know if you heard me mention it or not, but the pharmacists do have a great block to that in digs. So that, that could be a little bit of a counterpunch right there. Um, will Russ get going? I mean, when is this going to happen? Will it happen? Um, he gets a gets a nice little soft defense in the Raiders. Uh, but to me, there is just too many weapons in Dogtown. The QB combination is is too great versus the combo of Russ and uh, Cousins. So we're going to go with Burrow and Allen to get the win and prove to 4-0 with the Dobermans. And just to recap, uh, going into this week, as I mentioned, I was doing terrible. Detroit is 14-4. and Phil is 9-9. Nine and nine, And I am dragging up the rear at 8-10. and 10. So, Detroit, that's our, that's our week four predictions. Why don't you go ahead and sign us off here? With our locks of the week and records for those as well. Okay, our locks and upsets. We're not doing the whole win and loss kind of thing. We're doing a point system. One point for your lock of the week and two points for upset. Me and Breath both got our locks last week. So we both now have three points. While Philip is back there with just one point. So my lock of the week, and I hate going. There wasn't a whole. Or no, I'm going to talk about upsets. Anyways, lock. I took the Packers minus nine and a half. I'm not trusting the Patriots coming to Lambeau. I know that's a lot of points, but I don't like the quarterback situation. Yes, they have a decent defense, but I think the Packers are going to roll them. And for my upset of the week, as I was saying, there's not there wasn't a whole lot that we could choose from because there, you have to be more than three points. Uh, so I'm going to go tomorrow night. I'm going with the Dolphins over the Bengals, who I believe are minus four. Very weird, yeah. And Brett, you still suck. And uh, the cat says that too. So, <laughs> meow, meow. Phil. <laughs> yeah, Twitter follows. You can follow me at Phil Ruxy. You can follow Detroit at Detroit A374. You can follow Brett at Brett Steel 2 and the show at KDFL Podcast. <clears throat> My lock of the week is going to be Dolphins Bengals <laughs> over 47. Um, I just think it's going to be high scoring. And my upset is the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six oh. and a half at Philadelphia. I think they're going to get the Ooh. win. I think they're going to win it out right yeah. yeah. All right. Vader okay. says you're nuts. Vader <laughs> doesn't look that big. <laughs> I think he's um. going to attack you. I think that's all it is. <laughs> this is to me the weirdest week of games that do not make any sense. I don't understand how the, the Dolphins are four point dogs to the Bengals. I mean, I guess they got a lot going on. They had to travel early with the storm. There's a bunch of lines. The the, the Falcons are only one and a half point dogs to the Browns. Uh, I, there's just a bunch of chaos on these on these boards that I don't really understand. So for my lock of the week, I'm gonna go. With the Saints and Vikings under 43, I think this is a sneaky primetime game that Kirk might not even know is a primetime game yet. He's going to accidentally find himself in a primetime <laughs> game in London. Uh, Michael Thomas is banged up. Uh, Jameis might have a broken back, and the Saints defense is is good. 
So um, I, I like this to go under with him. I mean, James in London, even if he plays, that's just fish out of water. What's happening? Don't like it. Don't like that for points. Um, my upset of the week, I almost went commanders over the Cowboys in Dallas, but I cannot, out of any self-respect, go with Carson Wentz to win a game against that defense on the road. So we're going to X that out. We're not going there. We're going to go with the Titans getting the upset over the Colts um, in Indy. Uh, Derrick Henry's getting going. The Colts have looked as shaky as any team. It was basically a miracle they won last week um, with a just combination, the perfect storm of penalties and mistakes and dumb decisions. So I'm going to go with the Titans to get the, to get the divisional road win and improve to a, uh, a sneaky two and uh, two. So, so for captain Phil Rexy for Jonathan Detroit Haynes, that is it for the KDFL fantasy podcast. We will see you next week here with week four results, week five predictions, and yes, another very special segment. See you guys next week. 